0: Blockchain is one of the most disruptive technologies of this decade. It has the power to transform the working of organizations in various sectors ranging from education to security and from finance to healthcare. In this episode of the Tech Ketchup Show on Nerd for Tech Originals, we have with us Annie Alexander. Annie is a blockchain marketer, an international speaker, a startup mentor and a podcaster herself. In this episode, Annie talks about Bits and Bytes of Blockchain Technology. She also opens about the hype that is being created around Ethereum 2.0 and also focuses on the problems that are being solved by various startups using blockchain technology. This episode is for everyone who is a blockchain enthusiast or wishes to explore more about blockchain. This is your host, Koshak Shravastava and see you on the other side.
1: the podcast fam, The Tech Up Show, uh, Nerd for for Tech Originals and I hope you enjoy this episode and have a great time with us. Uh, Thank
2: you, nice having you. I would like
1: to begin this conversation uh, from from like from a point like when did you encounter this blockchain stuff and how were your initial interactions like with and what actually excited you to explore more about it so if you could just uh, recall that that process how
2: was it like? Well, I mean, my um, my encounter with the blockchain wasn't really kind of, it was kind of ex- accidental, right? So um, I was a content creator, online content creator. I used to write a lot, I'm, uh, I was a fiction author. So I ended up creating loads of content on Stimit. Stimit was a social media platform where basically people were earning cryptocurrency. Uh, for their content. And uh, I ended up uh, having cryptocurrency. So it kind of, uh, from that point on, what do you do? What is it? How does it work? So you 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 just, you know, fall down the rabbit hole and start reading uh, and, and exploring the space. So through that, uh, j- just you know, through that fact, I ended up exploring a lot and kind of being fascinated by the field and uh, understanding the potential and and seeing how um, how much it could do for the future. And uh, and at that period of time, I was looking for a job, so I ended up uh, with. Um, uh, with a position which was in ICO marketing. So I got into this field of uh, of the blockchain marketing. It was about over three years ago. So from then on, um, um, that's what has been, I mean, I've been kind of the, the way I see myself is I'm on the crossroad and I'm the bridge between the tech and the marketing. So the tech mm-hmm. and the human side. Um, And, and yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know. I think the more uh, one understands about the field, the more exciting it gets. So, um, but, but it's complete, it was completely accidental.
1: Yeah. Uh, So I'm like, what, what do you feel like, what about the current space and scenario of blockchain technology in terms of use cases and applications and how are the organizations actually approaching it? And if you could, if you could quote just some certain examples from the industry, that would be really helpful.
2: Okay. Yeah. So um, I, I guess uh, th- there are two sides of the thing, right? They are kind of, you know, the, the crypto um, sphere and the crypto crowd. Which is looking at it from the cryptocurrency perspective, exactly. Um, exactly. and like a subgroup of them, which are the people who are there for the quick buck, right? For looking yeah. that, or you know, to trade things, to get into DeFi projects, to make money fast, and all that stuff. So that's kind of one side of the crypto uh, of the blockchain, which is uh, probably the most popular and the most kind of vocal side, exactly. which you see in the space um there is also the other side of the story which is enterprise blockchain where many companies are looking at blockchain solutions for um for uh digital identity for uh data Uh, many are looking into supply chain uh privacy um anything basically that needs a Verification, identification, tracking the data, um, you know, uh, proving the origin of the source and everything else. Right. Um, Obviously, uh, fintech and the financial sector are, are very inclined into looking at the blockchain because it helps a lot with cutting costs. It helps a lot with tracking things. So it's it's kind of, you know, something that is very interesting. Um, although to be fair, I feel like the traditional banking sector will have challenges transitioning completely into blockchain because their infrastructure is so complex and, and, and you know, the legacy systems are, are so integrated into their, you know, um, in the way they work that uh, sometimes it's way easier to just build Uh, the blockchain from scratch than just, you know, put it inside the system, right? Um, So the implications are very different. I mean, my personal one uh, favorite, which is just, you know, uh, for regular people and, you know, uh, and for people using blockchain without even realizing they are using blockchain is the Brave browser. Um, which is basically getting all the advantages of the blockchain technology and, uh, and uh, helping you uh, control your, uh, your private data and also um, earn a little bit of cryptocurrency at the same time and also control how much advertising do you want to see. So, you know, it's it's a very useful product. It's using blockchain. You don't need to understand blockchain. You don't need to know anything about it to use it. But at the same time, you're getting the benefits from the tech.
1: Great. So, how how do you feel about the state of startups that are uh, trying out in into this domain into, into this blockchain domain particularly and like are there any specific set of problems that these startups usually focus or uh, uh, how, what's, what's the diversity of the problems that uh, these startups are actually looking to uh, using blockchain, they are looking to solve these problems using blockchain technology so what are those diverse problem statements that actually a blockchain startup looks to solve and is there any kind of a sector that is not very much explored but has a great potential where blockchain could be used and and for implementing some some very disruptive solutions and solving some of the most common problems out there. So
2: I I think what happens at the moment is there are several type of startups that get into this space right Uh, the, the Unfortunately, there are many startups who get into the space because of the hype, because they think, you know, it's, it's an easier way to raise money because they think that the blockchain is a big password and it kind of will attract attention. And very often um, their solutions or, you know, whatever they are trying to solve does not really need the blockchain technology underneath it. So they are artificially thinking about the ways to just artificially put it inside just to have this more attractive kind of packaging of their offer. Um, which uh, especially now, uh, you know, there are many who kind of uh, get into DeFi because it's a hot topic because everyone yeah. is getting there at the moment. So very often, you know, startups are not even trying to solve a problem. They're just trying to figure out how to get into the space. Right. So so, so their end goal is just, you know, how, how to use how to become a so-called blockchain startup. Right. Yeah. Um there are others obviously who are trying to solve problem and they, they use the technology just in order to uh, to get a better and efficient ways to solve those problems, right? Um, so there, there is a difference, but, I mean, they, they differentiate the startups in, in two categories, right? The ones who are just short-term startups that come into the thing and exactly. try to get as much advantage as, They can, so they don't really care too much about the end user. They are not really there in long-term. They are not even, you know, planning to actually, you know, build a sustainable business. And then the others who are looking at it as as a business. Um, And then, you know, uh, there are also startups who are actually uh, looking into providing enterprise solutions. So they are like Mm -hmm. looking at B2B solutions and trying to get all these big uh, companies you know, use the the advantages of the blockchain technology. So the startups are kind of very different from from their mindset perspective and from their yeah. end goals. And um, and unfortunately, the space is so crowded with so many diverse startups that I guess, uh, you know, the the challenge is basically doing due diligence and understanding where they stand and which type of, you know, startups they are. Um, but um, many uh, kind of, you know, uh, are not starting from the right uh, Direction, which is, uh, as you said, solving a a real problem. Very often, they reinvent—they just invent a problem and then try to find a solution. And in most cases, uh, many blockchain uh, founders are uh, are trying to create a project that is um, that is just around something they are interested in, or you know, that is kind of trying to solve a problem that they have. Which not necessarily is something that may get mass adoption because it may end up being very niche. Um, So I think the startups who want to get uh, mass adoption and and become uh, um, adopted by many um, users, uh, they should look at the what problems the masses have and try to solve those. So there are lots of things that are happening, many successful startups, but most, in most cases, what they do is they are addressing the crypto niche, they're addressing the blockchain niche, yeah. so they are preparing, They are creating products for themselves, for their own audience, uh, which is why it doesn't go beyond that.
1: Yeah. So, um, like, uh, do you feel the kind of disruptiveness, uh, we say that blockchain technology is the kind of disruptive it is, do you uh, feel that can organizations the way they are working currently will blockchain technology actually uh, evolve that that kind of system and functioning of the organizations do, does this blockchain technology has that part to do so and uh, like how how can organizations actually uh, use use blockchain technology or somehow implement it to actually enhance their growth and upgrade themselves
2: uh, well, I mean, it, it all depends where they are in their business and what they are doing. What's the nature of the business, right? Okay. So, uh, so obviously, the blockchain technology brings lots of um, benefits. Uh, at the end of the day, it's kind of you know, it's it's something that is. Um, Bringing you the benefits if if it's re- applicable to you, right? So, so let's say if, if you have an online business and you're a marketing firm and you are providing marketing services, for example, yeah. most probably like you know the implication of the blockchain would just complicate stuff, right? And you know okay. unless you are creating uh, I don't know um, some 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 new type of service that really needs that solution. Yeah. So I feel like what's important to understand is that you know the blockchain. Technology is not something that is applicable for everyone, and in some cases, you just you know you may not need it. Uh, so the applications. Uh, so, so so the first thing is just to understand whether you need it or not, and the second uh, part is if if you if you feel like you need it for certain things. For example, let's say financial services um, implication is very kind of obvious because yes, the money. I mean the the currency can move much faster yes it's going to be much cheaper etc cetera, etc cetera, right uh so there is uh, there is an obvious benefit to it so you have to understand also what is it benefiting and how and then decide how to integrate everything right because uh there is an evaluate i mean i feel like uh, in most cases there is a need of these bridging companies these pro- service providers who are going to help you integrate the You know, first of all, advise you how to use the blockchain technology in your business model where it will be the most beneficial and then help you understand how to integrate it in most best case possible, because many companies are uh, a bit afraid of uh, using the blockchain technology because they think that the transition is going to be very hard, right? That it's going to take lots of time and effort to figure out how to integrate it in their their systems. So any any kind of bridging companies that are going to provide an easy solution and uh, kind of with, with just uh, less effort and time to just have it uh, there in your company business model. Are uh, you know you will probably need their help in there, or you know uh, unless you you really know about the technology and you can kind of you know spin out the internal teams and 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 build it yourself.
1: Yeah. So I'm like, uh, like it was for the first time when I was researching for this podcast, for this particular episode that I got to know that. Uh, so I got to know the term uh, blockchain marketer. So I heard that term for the first time. So like, uh, what what is exactly your role that defines your responsibilities and the kind of work that you go on a day-to-day basis? And like, what what, uh, what, what is that process and that entire uh, thing that you encounter on a daily basis?
2: Okay, so I'm a head of marketing at Amazix. Amazix is an end-to-end service provider and consulting firm for uh, blockchain companies Uh, and uh, it's uh, my main role is basically helping uh, blockchain startups with their marketing efforts, marketing and PR efforts so uh so basically the the it's it it, at the end of the day it's still marketing but it kind of you know has this experience of the specifics of the blockchain space obviously and you know our team understands the blockchain technology and kind of understands the space and its specifics and uh, what we do is from the marketing side of our services, what we do is um, we help our uh, the blockchain startups with their setting up. First of all, we always prefer to start by developing their marketing strategies. So exactly. we look at it from the holistic point of view. We make sure that they have a sustainable uh, marketing strategy that will bring them uh, a long-term results. And yeah. then we help them with all the elements of implementing those strategies. So let's say if the strategy includes content marketing, we also help them, you know, create uh, the content. If it has a PR element, we take care of the PR side of things. If it has a uh, digital advertising, we implement that as well. But everything starts from the marketing strategy, preferably. Because we believe that unless that one is in place, and you know, you nail it down, and you know exactly what uh, direction you should take and what approach you should take, if you just take one piece of it and just do it as a tactical small campaign, it's not going to give you long-term results.
0: Okay, great. So,
1: Ligma, uh, uh, we would be talking, we would be discussing about the hype that is going for the Ethereum 2.0. But before that, if 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 you could if you could just explain in a very short to our listeners that what actually is Ethereum and Ether and like why is it so famous in blockchain world
2: okay so ethereum is is um one of the most popular cryptocurrencies so probably the second one after um bitcoin yeah uh, so ethereum team created um that cryptocurrency uh, and and just after that what happened was it became a platform for icos so yeah. uh basically all the blockchain startups were raising money um, as a, so, basically, what ICOs were? ICOs were uh, just like a Kickstarter on a blockchain, right? So it was a crowdfunding system where uh, people were uh, where they were presenting their projects, and then people who wanted to. Um, investor, you know, to, to, to sort of, you know, contribute to building up that project, they were getting the token that they were issue, was issued by the project. And um, Ethereum um, platform was a platform that they were using, and the currency that they were raising, so people were buying the tokens of the projects by paying with Ethereum. Okay. so basically they were raising Ethereum just like Kickstarter is raising in USD Euro etc exactly. etc the currency of the fundraising of ICOs was Ethereum which yeah. meant that you know during the ICO hype when all these projects were um, you know raising lots of money Ethereum was kind of the currency and, and, and therefore its usage and it's kind of uh, uh, the, the amount of people who had Ethereum was growing substantially because many people wanted to participate in the fundraising they had to get ethereum first right so um, and uh, and therefore it's kind of you know it had a proven uh, permanent usage and liquidity because of the whole ecosystem so um, so yeah I mean it's uh it was a very good sort of uh, project in terms of uh, what it did it essentially was it democratized uh, fundraising and investment because at that point of time, um, it was up, it was basically for anyone from everywhere.
1: Wow. So, um, i like, now, since Ethereum 2.0 is so hyped, so what do you feel like uh, why, why people are so much anticipating about Ethereum 2.2, and are saying that it's going to be the next big wave in the in the world of blockchain technology? So, what what are your opinions, and how do you go about it?
2: Well, it's um, it it's the next step. It's a big development, so everyone is excited about it, obviously. And I, I think uh, you know. Uh, Ethereum has been around for quite a long time so they had yeah. the time and space to to see um you know what needs to be upgraded what needs to be changed and how to make things better so you know there was, there has been a lot of kind of you know uh, enough data and enough use cases to to see what needs to to be made uh and and what is required so i feel like um it, it's also good in a sense that, you know, uh, you do have uh, Bitcoin as being the, the, the most kind of uh, credible um, cryptocurrency out there. But yeah. with Ethereum 2.0, you also have the, the balance and you have, you know, other cryptocurrencies coming in, which are okay. going to be also quite, you know, um, credible and quite uh Mm, I don't know, like uh, backed up by by many people who believe in it.
1: Okay, uh, like uh, we see that blockchain is still in its nascent phase. We can say that, but uh, it is it is somewhat like uh, not getting it is It is growing at a bit slower rate, rate as compared to some of the other technologies, though, like. There, there has to be that difference because things are quite different uh, in comparison to blockchain and other technologies. But why do you feel that people are like somewhat less accepting blockchain or accepting blockchain, people and organizations are accepting blockchain at a much slower rate or like why they are not so comfortable when things need, in, in terms of acceptance?
2: I think the issue is that many people don't differentiate cryptocurrency versus blockchain. So for them, it's the same thing. And unfortunately, cryptocurrencies um, have had all this media exposure from the negative perspective and and many people are just very cautious about entering the space so when you say that you're in cryptocurrency or even you you say you're in the blockchain space uh, many people start thinking about scams many people start thinking about all these you know uh, bad stories around it and just in case they shy away they don't want they feel like it's something very risky and uh, and the reason for this is usually All these articles that get mass exposure, mass audience, are usually articles about the scams, about the lost money, about like the negative things that are happening in the space, which, which which is the case as well. But unfortunately, like the success stories and the positive side has does not get such a media exposure because probably it doesn't have so much drama in it. So like, for example, one of the most popular um, BBC podcasts uh, out there is The Missing Crypto Queen, right? And it's about this big one-con scam. And uh, so t- things like that are the ones who are you know getting this big uh, coverage and big exposure, and uh, and when people read about stuff like that over and over again, um, they just want to take a pose, wait a little bit, and see what's happening because. Many people just have this stereotype that it's something very dangerous, that Bitcoin is used to buy drugs and weapons and everything else, right? So blockchain and this, this idea of many, for many people not differentiating and just identifying and having, you know, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin and blockchain being all one thing. I think that's that's one of the reasons. And then media covering the cryptocurrency space from the very negative um, Angle is, is the other
1: uh, reason. Okay. So that was a great conversation with you. Just a last uh, question. Can you just suggest some of the resources that you look up to or have ever read it or any podcast or any book that has been helpful to you? Could you please just suggest that to our listeners?
2: so i think uh you know um uh Andres, uh is is one of the uh, you know biggest uh kind of you know easiest to consume influencers in the space who is bringing lots of uh, knowledge into the space. So Mastering Bitcoin, I think he also has Mastering Ethereum. Those are like the books that are, um, that are very well-written in terms of they are, quite easy to consume for non-tech people just like me so uh and uh and his youtube channel and his videos and his live streams are always kind of you know explaining everything in a very um Simple and very logical way. So I feel like the entry point uh, of uh, you know starting from there would be the easiest because first of all, um, the the problem with with this space is you know there are loads of credible and reputable uh, resources, but there are also mm-hmm. loads of resources that are not. Just you yeah. know, reflecting yeah. the, the correct vision. So with Andre, in with Andreas's case, it's uh, you know, he's he he definitely knows his stuff. He's been in this for since ages, and he understands everything mm-hmm. from the tech perspective. But also, unlike many, um, he is able to explain it in simple language, and mm-hmm. he's not very using very tacky jargon and the way he simplifies things is easy for uh, people who are just starting to to consume yeah,
1: great ma'am. thanks a lot for coming to the show and it was an honor hosting you and thank you our, for having me it's our it's our pleasure ma'am. so uh, and to all our listeners listen to this podcast on any platform just subscribe hit like and share this podcast and follow nerd for tech for more such amazing technical content this is your host kushak shavasav signing off